This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a lovely Monday here in Pittsburgh. OTA weeks, uh, the yeah, third phase, right. uh, start this week. Uh, Steelers will be on the field uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. And um, I'll be down there watching uh, practice, see what sure. goes on. Uh, should be interesting. We'll see how many guys show up. Yeah, say it's, it's don't expect, you know, 11-on-11s with Ben and Pat, you know, like yeah. – it's gentle you know, These, getting into things, and we'll see who even is there. I just wrote something about this on DK Pittsburgh Sports about um, the NFLPA has is, 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 is told its members that they would like them to not show up. Yeah. Um, that's not realistic. No. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the young guys need to show up. The bottom third of your roster needs to show up for their own good. I'm about, about seventy-five guys on your roster need to show up. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's better as who really doesn't need to be there. I'm sure DeCastro doesn't need to be there. Cam Joe Hayden, Cam Hayward, right, these right, guys right. that are you're you're okay. You're a starter. We got young guys we need to work with. We want to get looks at. You wouldn't get many reps anyway, right? Tell, Mike, <laughs> right. I'm sure Mike Tomlin. You know what? If you show up, great. If you don't show up. We're not going to lose sleep about it because we're getting these other guys reps. Yeah, we'd love to see you, but you don't need to be here. Yeah. It would only be from a leadership sort of standpoint, and that's fine. But um, not to mention, though, I, I said this last week, even some of the veterans around the league, or a lot of the veterans around the league, that only signed a one-year deal. Got to be there. You better be there. Especially I mean, if you're with a new team. You're this new is team your opportunity to one-year deal. Yeah. You need to get acclimated because you got to you know shop your services either to that team or another one. There's one fewer preseason game for you this year. To, right, that, that too. You know. Right. And so, I mean, you're not going to play in the fourth preseason game. Yeah. Or the last pre- third preseason game now. Um, I wonder how much pressure actually comes from the, the union. You know, like if you're a – a, a starter who's going to make the team, but you're not great. Are you getting pressure from both sides saying, Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we don't really want you to go, but he's sitting there thinking, It's probably better for my career if I go. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, it goes back to the the old Jerry Glanville thing. You know, this is the NFL, not for long. Yeah. Take you know, advantage if, of the years you have. If you've only got a five year career mm-hmm. and you're in year four, or, you know, you're just trying to hang on to that next contract. Like, oh, big time. You better go. You better go. You better go. Yeah. You know, it, it, it and, just behooves you to do so. And I, I can't really speak to this, but one of the complaints that the unions have, and I think J.C. Treader came out about it, was we're, we're supposed to be not doing much contact. And I'm, I'm sitting here in shorts and a T-shirt trying to defend a bull rush. You know, like it was getting a little too aggressive. And I'm sure – you know, the players of yesteryear rolling their eyes. Tunch of Wolf are like, oh, geez, that sounds Well, tough. they you never know, did but... these things, though. Well, they, they the OTA right, The OTAs right, right. are a relatively new. They are a new invention. The invention. They go back to, I, I can't remember when they I, they first started having them. It was sometime around 2000. Mm-hmm. And I remember early on in the process, you know, when we would go, uh, you go watch OTAs, and Bill Cowher never stepped up, set foot on the field. <laughs> He right, might right, he yeah. might come out and watch from up above on the on the balcony mm-hmm. up above, but he let his coaches work with their guys down there. Was some individual a, time yeah. and fundamentals and right. Yeah, right, 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 and that's what it was. Um, you know, they've grown a little bit more 
in recent years. Um, it's still only three days. Yeah, it's it's a it's a three week period that re- leads you then in the mini camp, and then you're done for the next six weeks essentially, for a while, yeah, uh, or at least month. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's what what has happened with though. this though is is so many contracts now tie bonuses into workout bonuses into showing up showing for these out. OTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, now last year. You kind of had to do those those workout bonuses. You'd have the guy, show, you know, set up his phone or what have you. Okay, show us that you're you're working out. That kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, last you got to throw out the window. Yeah. obviously. I just to me the the union is kind of using this to get what it wanted when it should have negotiated that last year when it when it was negotiating a new CBA. If you didn't want these OTAs to be what they've become, you had your chance to negotiate this out last year. Right. Right. I mean, we were talking about, remember, the last time when anything really happened was at the Combine a year ago. And the big story that week was all the CBA stuff. And that's we spent many, many hours talking about that. And, you know, this is the, the different rumors. But that immediately got forgotten because COVID hit. Right. You know, like people forgot that we just signed a 10-year extension on the CBA that was the biggest news in the sport until before everyone and, heard and, the word And three days later, everything was shut down. And everything was shut down. So... <laughs> You know, the players had their chance, and this, these aren't COVID-related issues. These are things you that are in the contract. Yeah. COVID put a wrench into everything, of course. But I also feel like the players, to a, to some degree, are going, well, we don't want to risk being there. And I'm like, I think that ship sailed. You just you know, played like, a whole season last year. played a whole season, yeah. right. I mean, what percentage of them are vaccinated? And they certainly could have been any if they didn't if they chose to. Right. So I, I just think that they're using – covid as a as a, a crutch mm-hmm. to get what they want in this situation and what they want does not best it, it it's not what's best for the majority of their membership for the individuals yeah yeah you know i mean for you know for 15 percent of your membership not showing up at otas fine troy right. palomalu came to otas i believe once or twice during his entire career no he problem. stayed on the right. west coast worked out on his own mm-hmm. they were fine with it you know whatever but not you don't trust every guy to do that. No, by the way, as we saw with Juwan James, if you're working out on your own and you get hurt. That's a glitch. That's a loophole. Yeah. I mean, especially with the COVID situation. Like, well, not even the COVID situation. Like, am I not supposed to lift weights and keep in shape? You know, I'm under contract. It's one of the reasons why they started doing these things, though. You right, know, how, right, right. how much is a guy working out in the off season? You don't have, to go back to the Tunch and Wolf days, eight weeks of training camp to get these guys ready to go play a season. Yeah. Those guys back then would come to camp not in shape. Not in shape, and they would use camp to get in shape. Right, and that's how the norm was. You know, that's why they, you know, they do the conditioning test every year to start camp, and everybody passes it because they've all been working out. They've all been working out all year. Yeah. If you don't pass a conditioning test, something's seriously wrong. I want to touch (laughs) on the Juwan James thing, though, again. I mean, he tore his, I think it was his Achilles. I believe it was the Achilles, yeah. And... Working out on his own, so Denver can cut him with no ramifications. They get off the hook. They get off his contract, and they did. And he gets nothing out of it. And no one signed him until at least he gets healthy. And, right. And you know, he also chose to opt out a year ago. I mean, that's a different related issue. But he has done nothing for two years, and now his career might be over. You know, but he's working out for the Broncos. You know what I mean? Right. Should I not work out, guys? You know, should I just not do anything? I, I don't. That's an odd situation. I can see that being addressed. But the CBA. Yeah, but the, the again, the you know, if you're Denver, you're going. Well, our, our facility's been open the entire time. 
True. You could come in you and work. Live here you could come and work out here, and and if and if it happens in that situation, yeah, then we got to pay you. Because on their building, yeah. Because we don't know what you're. You could have been playing basketball and tore your Achilles. Uh, jumping out of a plane. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Then right. that's why yeah, those right. things. That's why they have those things. Right. Like don't wrestle you know, just, alligators. Yeah. You, you know, right. You could say that. Well, it was a it was a weight room accident. Uh-huh. We don't know that for sure. You know, you could have been right. climbing Mount Kilimanjaro for all we know and, fall, <laughs> right. and falling off a cliff. Yeah. I don't Practicing know. Practicing professional wrestling or something, right. <laughs> no, I guess that is a good point. I mean, how do you, how do the teams believe you and all those things? But it, it is kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, you could do that in a car wreck. You know, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things that can happen. I mean, that's that was the big thing when, when Ben Roethlisberger was riding his motorcycle and got into the accident. Well, that's sure. not covered. It's not covered. It's, yeah. It's not team-related. And, and your contract, not to do those mm-hmm. kind of things. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? Interesting, but it is kind of an odd time of the year. Um, I'm sure we'll get some news. Unfortunately, someone will probably get hurt this week in the league. You hope, you know, you hope not. But yeah, there'll be something. These are you hope nobody gets hurt in these situations. Again, these are non-contact these are drills. Non-contact. You're in, everybody's running around in shorts. You're, they're basically walkthroughs. They're the, that's the Senquez Golden injury, right? Was this in a, a camp like this? Or was uh, he got hurt. He got he originally hurt his shoulder his rookie year during rookie minicamp. Okay. He jammed his shoulder, and I think uh, I think he may have torn his labrum, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and that kind of flared up again when when training camp started his rookie year. Then that next year, when he came back, was when he did the foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the foot really was unfortunate. A, yeah. But one of the reasons they do have these things back to conditioning too is just to check on, check out throughout the year what where everybody is physically. You know, boy, he looks like he put on a couple pounds, or you know, um, and also. I don't think they want the players to have such a long break because that's when all the headlines are everything you're talking about guys in, in football players and really any sport who enjoy the structure when you have the structure yeah, sure. everything okay I got to get up and go to practice today I got to go down to the facility um, creatures of habit yeah you're, you're creatures of habit that's what you do it, for for seven months of the year you you're you're Work schedule was pretty. Oh, it's it's, it's pretty yeah. set. Yeah, right. you're doing the same thing. You're just going to a different city sometimes to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you get you get less off time. You know, time off during your regular season. Think about if they had this in 1980. What was it? Two. Terry Bradshaw. Does he get his elbow worked on in Louisiana? Uh, oh, probably not. Right. Probably not. He right, would right. he would have been here at, at OTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's all kinds of there. There are benefits to it. I see the benefits to it. It's the same reason why when I was in high school, the coach. My basketball coach. We had open gyms year round. Yeah, yeah, because they can stick their nose in. And you see you how took you a. You, you may have taken a little time off right after the season, but once, you know, a, a month out from the, the the end of the basketball season, you're right back in the gym. You don't want to give the players too much R and R. Yeah. Usually, that, then all the headlines are bad. <laughs> <laughs> but they deserve some. They're grown men and they're professionals. Um, but I mean, well, every profession's different. There's not many professions that let you just disappear for months either. But they also don't grind you the same way during. I was just thinking of it, though, from – you mentioned the creature habit thing. I wonder, you know, do, do, do half the players look at last year and say, well, we didn't have this stuff last year and I played just fine and we won 10 games and we don't need it. Or do some some players look at it like, man, I'm excited to get back to a normal offseason and, and have – you know, I'm a nine-year veteran and eight of those I had the same offseason. The one I didn't, I hated. I felt like a fish out well, of water. Well, so, mu- so much of the league – I mean, let's let's say – of the 90 players on each team's roster right now, I'll bet 40% are first or second year players, if not more. Mm-hmm. So they'd never they sure. don't they don't know what a normal off season looks like necessarily. Yeah, you got to think about 
15 draft picks per team for over a two-year period and probably another five. And you sign 20 guys who are undrafted or first-year guys. They don't know any different. They don't know any different. Um, It's the veteran guys that that have been around a little bit, and those guys don't necessarily need to be here. But the coaching staffs need to see these guys so you can start implementing things. People talked about why the Steelers didn't do more Matt Canada motion and those kind of things last year. They had 14 practices before the season started. Yeah, this time last year they weren't doing anything. They weren't. They were. They were meeting via Zooms. Mm-hmm. Pretty you can't, hard to you install can't, that stuff. Yeah, right. you can't install that kind of stuff. Right. A lot of that's timing based too, and you know the motion and all that kind of stuff too. No, I do think that stuff will be really something to key on. Maybe even this week when you're down there. Well, alone. they were they were doing it at rookie minicamp. Sure, sure. You know, working on on different motions and things of that nature, pre-snap and. You know, mm-hmm. jets, jet sweep stuff and things yeah. of that, that that we saw glimpses of last year. But it's going to be implemented from the start. Yeah. You know, have a real off season. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, anyways, uh, yeah, so that'll start up this week. And we'll get to see uh, some guys, talk to some guys. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that, uh, see where and they're there'll at. Be news around the league accordingly and, you know. Speaking of which, yeah. <laughs> we're closing in on June 1st as well. Yeah, it's a big, big deal too. And this year it looks like it might even be a bigger deal than normal because so many teams are tight against the cap. Yeah. That we're, we can see some movements made here, including Julio Jones. That sounds like it's going to happen. That's going to happen. He actually went on radio today yeah, uh, and, and said that he is out of. Yeah, I'm out of here. He's out of like Atlanta. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he knows he's gone. He knows he's gone. And it even came out he requested a trade like three months ago. Yeah. I, I just think they know the writing's on the wall. They don't have money. I mean, they're they have, really cash strapped. Yeah, they can't even sign their draft picks at this no. point. So. This is obviously also past the compensatory selection it's done. ramifications. Yeah. So anybody that you sign right now, you sign them to a one-year deal, then they count for your compensatory selections next year. When they leave. When right, they leave. Right, right. absolutely. So you're going to see some guys get signed now that are still on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may see And a, you'll get them at a good price because yeah. they've been out there. And, you know, there's not going to be a lot of teams competing for their services. It's definitely the buying season for some for the teams right now. For the more veteran guys as well. Yeah. And some of the veterans might not want to come in until the start of training camp. Yeah, they could. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll relax here for a while. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm reading here, Bill Barnwell put out a, a story today uh, saying where some of these guys may fit in, some of the guys who may sign, and where Julio Jones may get traded okay. to. He's saying that, that Julio Jones gets traded to Jacksonville. With the comp- I've been talking about it a lot. They haven't been on my list, but they're active. They make a lot of sense. Space. Yeah, I mean, get it's your, not like get your young quarterback another piece, right? Yeah, I mean, to, for that regard, it certainly does. It's not like, wow, we have Marvin Jones, we couldn't use Julio. Jones. <laughs> Marvin's fine. Yeah, I'll take Julio. Right. Well, and one of the moves that they would make to do that, he's saying that the Falcons get a twenty twenty two second round draft pick, in Lavisca Chenault. Oh wow! I if I'm think- Atlanta, I would do that. Heck yeah! Get yourself. I think they'll get a second period for him. Yeah, no, I like that. Move but I, I think if you're looking at second round draft picks, if you're Atlanta, okay, we got to get a second round draft pick. If they then also chip in, because Chenault would then, you don't need Chenault. No, and, and people need to realize Julio Jones is going to play in the slot for you. He can play wherever you want. Play wherever. Yeah, he can play all over the field. Chenault already with the ATN pick. If they are a little some ATN yeah. Harvin-ish, he might be a little short end of the stick too. And this staff didn't pick him. Right. Um, what was I going to say about that? There was, uh, you know, when you look at acquiring Julio, I think he's worth probably a second rounder. We talked about this last week. For the team that buys him, 
It's not that bad. It's not bad. It's, it's ten, eleven million dollars yeah. a year. And you could cut him after one year if you wanted. Yeah. If he's it doesn't master. cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. You can move his money around and extend them if you wanted to. So cap space is important, but acquiring him isn't brutal. But if you're Atlanta selling him, I think there's going to be more teams than just one or two on the market. Like I think there are going to be people competing for this spot. That leads me to the next thing. It was big headlines over the weekend on NFL.com or NFL Network. The New England Patriots have had internal discussions about acquiring Julio Jones. That's no kidding. News. That's not news. Every right. team in the league has had internal discussions right. about whether or not they want to try. Hey, Julio Jones is, is, is available. Oh, hmm, let's take a look at our roster and see what. No, nah, for us it doesn't make sense. Sure. The I next team this, over? Yeah, we could. that would make some sense. I bet They've this, all done it. Steel, I'm sure Kevin Colbert has mentioned it to somebody. Yeah. They're not in the market at all. It makes no sense for this team at all. But the topic has come up. Mike Tomlin minutes. and Kevin Colbert have talked about, hey, did you see Atlanta's uh, trying to trade Julio Jones? Yeah, yeah they, they gave us a call, you know, last week. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice, players. but we got we got guys. Sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's an internal discussion, folks. That counts, too, right. <laughs> some of these headlines make me crazy. I mean, uh, some of the people that do what you do for a living, I'm not lumping you with them, <laughs> just to create a headline or a blurb that shows up on my phone, like, yeah, we know that anyone that knows anything knows that they've had a discussion about yeah, it. Yeah, every team in the league has discussed. In some way. In some way, fashion, or form. The Dallas Cowboys have discussed it, and they don't have any possible need for Julio Jones. <laughs> well, it's kind of <laughs> funny. I guess he was working out in a Cowboy he was, yeah. jersey or T-shirt yesterday. Yeah. So I'm sitting there thinking, would they trade Michael Gallup for him? The, that would be the move. I mean, you, yeah, again, it would be like trading. Yeah. Move, right. I mean, if I'm Atlanta – I might rather have that than a second-round pick next year. I did, know, give me Gallup and a second-round pick or Gallup and a third or right, you know, right, something right. like that. I wouldn't mind because a second-round pick next year, you're lucky if that helps you two years from now. I mean, yeah. if that guy works out or helps you trade up for a quarterback. That's why, you know, when team when they're talking about a team such as the Patriots or the Ravens making a trade mm-hmm. to get him, somebody's going to throw in a kicker or a sweetener that they can't match. Probably. Like, if, if, you're, the, go ahead. If, if you're – like, New England would say, well, we'll give you uh, – who's the rookie receiver they had? Uh, Harry. Harry. We'll give you Nikhil Harry. I don't want Nikhil I Harry. I say, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that, no. If I'm, if I'm Baltimore, I'll, we'll, we'll kick in – Boykin or Duvay. Yeah. Or no, I don't like want that. those guys. Right. I mean, I'd consider Brown. Right, yeah. Brown. You know, yeah. Right. No, I hear you. Um, I still think two of the most logical ones are New England and Indy because they have a lot of cap space and they have a need. But if you're Indy, you're, you're going to have to kick in Paris Campbell or something like that? No, I'm giving you a second-round pick, and that's it. Well, then somebody else is going to give me more. Yeah. Uh, Not uh, to mention the fact that you're, uh, we're thinking your second-round pick is going to be – That's going to be a playoff team probably. 15, or to, you know, 15 right. or lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a lot of these teams are playoff teams, though. I mean, you're probably yeah. not going to get an early second. But if you're Jacksonville or, or – mm-hmm. You know Dallas or one of these guys, and you can throw in a a pretty good receiver coming back to them. Well, I might even do it straight up for yeah. Lewis or Gallup. Well, I don't know about straight up, but I I might take a third instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'll take we'll take a th- I'll take a three in Michael Gallup for him. Yeah, no, that's very appealing. That's better than somebody else's two. I get I'm getting a player that's going to help me right now. Help me right now. Matt Ryan's not young. You yeah, know, I'm trying to. The win window this year. is the window is still open here. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it. They didn't take a quarterback this year. Yeah, we. Had a lot of talks on the podcast about it, and my co-host kept saying, man, if I'm trading for Julio Jones, it needs to be like a Wentz deal where you got to play this many snaps. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's great, unless five other teams are in on him and one of them just says, 
take my second. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I, mean, I don't I think can, you're going to have the. I can see a John Gruden being interested. You know, oh, I've, I've mentioned him today. He too, always wants guys. I you bet know? he perks up yeah. big for this. You know, uh, the one I keep throwing out there, but they don't really have the cap space is. I can go to Aaron Rodgers and say, we just traded Jordan Love for Julio Jones. Do you want to restructure your contract? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we're friends again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're going to go win the NFC. We, yeah. Throw in Equinamia St. Brown, too. While yeah, you're yeah, yeah. You can get him out of here. I'm tired of throwing to that guy. <laughs> but that might be the move, the more I think about it. I haven't thought about that approach. If I'm Atlanta... Give me a first-year contract. Because those guys are cheap. Player. You paid the it's it's the Minka Fitzpatrick trade right, all it's over a again. Trade, you right. pay, the the other team has paid their signing bonus. Mm-hmm. We're just taking on the salary, which is you know first year or second year or third year minimum. Right. Right. In many cases, and yeah, they can they can do they, they can do that. They can do that. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a receiver. You know. Right. It me, could be a, give me a pass rusher. Yeah. Give me anything. Right. So that might be the move from them. I mean, a second round pick a year from now. That's fine. It doesn't know. help Atlanta. You know, next now. year, Matt Ryan's 37. Team. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, they've got a new coaching staff. And, I mean, they want to win now. Yeah. So that that one, I think, is is going to be interesting to follow. Atlanta can't say no to Chenault and Jacksonville. Second. No, no. That's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Um, you know. But that's, a, the, that's the biggest topic in the league right now. Yeah. Could somebody else come, you know, could Buffalo or one of these teams make, it, make a move? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, potentially. But, again, it's going to cost them a good player. I keep hearing San Francisco because they're so aggressive and they're in it to win it right now. But they don't have first round pick the next two years. Yeah. Like you're gonna have, just destroy your draft capital for the next couple. You're gonna give up Debo it. Samuel in a no third. Want to yeah. win? They don't want to get rid of their dudes. And right. as good as Julio is, there are the injury con- injury mm-hmm. concerns. I mean, oh, that's, without question, that's real. No, oh, without question. Uh, his next one, oh, real quick, Baltimore to me too. They have a lot of receivers. Like, I know he's better than Boykin and Duvernay. Yeah, he's and, better than anybody they have. all those guys. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, they've got six or seven that are rosterable players. That you drafted in the last two years. Yeah, that, that, or signed Watkins. Or, yeah. you know, they're all you know, two first-round picks in the mix. I don't know that that's the move. Yeah, I don't think that happens. Um, the Eagles trade Zach Ertz to the Buffalo Bills. Mm, that makes sense. The Eagles get a 2022 seventh-round draft pick in tight end Tommy Sweeney. So basically, they're giving up nothing to get Zach right, Ertz, right, but dude. that's what he's worth right bus, now. Right. I, I did my top 25 tight ends and left them off, and he was the one I got the most heat for. Like He was bad last year. Yeah. I mean, could he help somebody? Maybe. Um, but that's the kind of the compensation you're going to get. Yeah, it's I mean, he would be mistaken. Dawson Knox's backup. Yeah, maybe teach him a thing or two and play some, you know. Yeah. I keep thinking Indy with him, too, to put him with Reich and Wentz, but I don't know if they want him. I mean, is he better than the guys they have? Uh, Kawan Short. Yeah, there's some good defensive tackles still out there. The prediction is that he signs a one-year, $3 million deal, $3 million deal with Buffalo. I can see that. I mean, they, they've been attacking their defensive line. They want to play in waves. They don't ask their defensive linemen to play a lot of snaps. That's ideal for an older dude. Yeah. Yeah, they're in it to win it. He is a guy who has missed 27 games over the last two years. He has not played a whole lot of football. That team also has massive Carolina ties. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even drafted him. Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. Was released by the Browns. He has him signing a one-year $6 million deal with the Saints. Kind of pricey. And Where are the Saints getting $6 million at? Right. I, I don't see that. <laughs> yeah. I see him. He'll sign somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if he'll get $6 million, but I bet he signs somewhere. He doesn't really fit here, by the way. No, he does not. No. Uh, Geno Atkins. Mm-hmm. Prediction is that he signs a one-year, $2.5 million deal with the Vikings. Hmm. 
I can see that. I yeah. mean, they have some big nose tackle types. It, it, you know, they 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 signed uh, Tomlinson, Pierce opted out last year, but they needed they need a penetrator. Yeah, he may not even play on first down for them, but that's fine. Yeah, he. I mean, I think he's better off if he only plays. Yeah. 40 snaps a game or 35 snaps a game. The last couple off seasons, this time of year, some of these former star defensive tackles have been floating out there. You know, yeah. McCoy and Sue and some of these guys. Uh, maybe they're just not anxious to go to camp and all these things either, but it's kind of find it odd that you can get a, a brand-name defensive tackle in May. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Melvin Ingram. He's visiting the Dolphins right now, by okay. the way. His prediction is that he signs a one-year, $5.5 million deal with the Chargers. I don't see him going back to the Chargers. I think that would have happened already. Yeah, I think that would have happened. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they they really don't have somebody opposite No, that's Bosa. their biggest hole, that's to the, be That's the big problem right. for them. Really and Bosa, is. as good as he is, is, has gotten nicked up. He's been gotten, yeah, without question. So now, all of a sudden, if you don't have him and, and you don't have Ingram either, mm-hmm. now you got problems. But Ingram had... No sacks in seven games last year. I know. I, I've mentioned him for the Steelers, and I'd be very interested, but he's a declining player. He's a declining yeah. player, and he's not going to play special teams for you. No, and he probably won't sign for cheap. Yeah. I mean, like, cheap, cheap. Justin Houston. This is, they're similar. I'm yeah. not sure who I'd rather have. Well, Houston's been the more productive player. He's been better lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, Barnwell has him signing a one-year, $6 million deal with the Ravens. I guess that fits. Would you consider giving him $6 million if you're the Steelers? No. That's a lot. Because <laughs> he's a backup. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, you like Highsmith. You're not going to say, okay, Alex, we like you, but we're going to sign Justin Houston and play him ahead of you. Oh, I wouldn't play him ahead of him. I would just Right. So you can't, him pay, him, you can't pay him $6 million. Yeah, he'd be my backup slash replacement rotational guy, but that's a lot. That's why million, when right. Steeler fans are talking about signing this guy or that guy, you're not going to upset the apple cart in your, in your salary structure by signing Justin Houston – to have him play 20 snaps a game. Right, right. That's that's silly. Yeah, it's too much. Um, Steven Nelson, hmm. former Steelers cornerback. I bet he signs soon. Signs a one-year, $4.5 million deal with the Cardinals. Oh, they need it. That's yeah. a good fit. That's yeah. a good fit. I thought they would address corner with one of their first two draft picks. They didn't. They could. He would start right away for them. Richard Sherman, another guy that... that uh, Been linked here. Steeler fans there. have talked about it. He's talked about... You know, wanting mm-hmm. to, to come play with the Steelers. He doesn't fit, folks. Not so well. I mean, he's, he's basically entirely been a left corner. If you're, Which if happens you're to be the same side that Joe Hayden plays. Yeah, they don't, ro- they don't switch sides. I mean, I'm sure you could switch it. It's not like left tackle going to right tackle. Right. But one of them would be uncomfortable. And then Sutton wouldn't be a starter. He'd just be your slot. And Sherman has largely been... It is, he's at his best when he's playing zone defense, mm-hmm. not yeah. man-to-man. The, the he's never piece, run yeah. real well. No, he hasn't. Super smart, and I think he'd be good for the locker room. People think he's, uh, you know, because he's outspoken. No. He's really smart. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't bother me. No, that doesn't bother uh, me. But then your corners are both, what, 31? You get 33- and 32-year-old cornerbacks. Yeah. That's not a good right. uh, way to, to do business. Uh, One-year, $4 million deal to return to the 49ers. They could use them. I mean, again, they've been very aggressive. They're yeah. in it to win it. Uh, K.J. Wright still is not mm-hmm. signed. Prediction is he signs a one-year, $2.5 million deal with the Rams. Their linebackers are suspect, and they're very familiar with them, and they're always rotating linebackers. When you when you have that Stars and Scrubs lineup like they do, yeah, they're always just kind of throwing whatever in at linebackers. It's kind of like the, the Peyton Manning Colts. I mean, they had all their money in 
weapons and edge rushers. They just put fourth-round picks at, at linebacker over and over. Russell Okung. Yeah. Prediction for Bar- Barnwell is that he signs a one-year, $6.5 million deal with the Steelers. Interesting. We had a good Morgan Moses conversation. I don't Ryan. know that they can afford a six point so that's a one little year crazy, yeah. one year six point five million. That doesn't really work mm-hmm. under their salary structure because right now they have enough money to sign their rookies, and then they have about six point five million dollars remaining. Dry, yeah. uh, and I mean, they like extend some dudes. But they like sure. to go into the yeah. into the season with that much money available. Yeah. Uh, so you'd want to sign them to a two year deal, with that first year being a, you know counting two two and a half and yeah. then the next year being the you know where he makes more money that makes more sense and you have a lot more cap space next year but he's missed a lot of time i would say you you would hope he's not your starter a year from now too yeah. and he might not even start this year like you brought up morgan moses last year i'd much rather have him i think he's the better player he's younger he's more reliable he's just he's your starting right tackle for the next two years and yeah. the left side you have he's a missed the game he started every game since 2015 Nazi. yeah i man, mean he's he just a yeah he's got an iron man streak going that that's what you want yeah okun uh, to me okay i'm not sure that he beats out banner or chooks i mean yeah. he might he but, might yeah I mean, yeah yeah but again he that. hasn't played much football the last two seasons no and I guess in a nutshell i would rather have a left than a right if i'm gonna buy one on the open market I'd rather just have the better player that's younger and more reliable. Yeah. You know? Now you're now you're okay at four spots on your line. You let those two guys compete at the left tackle mm-hmm. spot. Not so bad. See where it's at. Yeah. Trey Turner signs a one year, four and a half million dollar deal with Detroit. Wow. That's like one of the only things they have good is their line. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's their style that's bringing more linemen now, but I don't Go- see that. Golden Tate signs a one year, one point one million dollar deal with the Titans. Yeah, I said he could go to Detroit too. I mean, Detroit needs receivers. Tennessee could add one more for sure. Yeah, Julio's been linked to Tennessee here and there. Todd Gurley signs a one-year, one point one million dollar deal with Kansas City. If Todd Gurley only costs you one point one million dollars, if I'm the Steelers, I look at that like, hey, you want to come in and yeah, right, because that's what you're going to be. You're gonna, you're signing a one point one million dollar deal. You're yeah. going to be somebody's backup. Oh, and he's going to be a total spot player. Yeah. And, I mean, his knees are shot, basically, but he doesn't look terrible at times. You yeah. can't overwork him. He can still catch the ball. He, he can still do ball. some stuff for you. If you had yeah. to spot start him, he'd be okay. He's better, sure. than, better than Benny Snell. Yeah. I mean, for the Chiefs, <laughs> he would probably play more than he would here. Um, you know, they don't have much behind, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah. Uh, I could see that move for them. But, but I could see, I mean, a, you know, a gr- guy like Gurley would make sense here. All of a sudden, now you bring him in. Him in. Harris is, Harris is going to listen. Hey, I, I say, it's Todd Gurley. Right. He was basically yeah. a league MVP one year. Right. Yeah. He's done a lot. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So I mean, if you, Unless your doctors are just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's easy for us to say. But yeah. Yeah. They could be like, no, no, no. No, I can't do that. But it's one year. I mean, that's, the that's one year, yeah. cheap. He's going to be in the league. Yeah, that's cheap. But uh, that is the uh, Bill Barnwell predictions on what's going to happen here. Some of the bigger names that are still available. Still a lot of guys out there. There are still a lot of guys out there. I'm sure there's many names. And there'll be more. And there'll be more. I was saying, you get I some June 1st cuts. June and, 1st, yeah. there'll probably be 10 brand-name guys that hit the hit the market. That and I'll be asked of. about every one of them. I'm should sure he sign with the Steelers? Should the Steelers sign this guy? Should the Steelers sign? Yeah. Not everybody who's a big name should be signed, folks. No, but I bet they add somebody between yeah. now and camp. Yeah, well, there's, yeah no I mean, doubt about that. It's a buyer's that. market, for sure, for these teams. Absolutely. And there's teams. There's guys like Jamison Crowder that could be on the move. And, you know, uh, see how the draft picks look, too. These yeah. And then somebody signs him and... Boom. He, that's how Morgan Moses got you know, yeah, on the, the open market. It's right. the, the domino effect. 
people say, I, I was asked when I wrote about that, why did he get cut in Washington? Well, he's making $10 million a year. And Leno fell on their lap. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know that Leno's a better player than him, but it's. It, it, no, I wouldn't say so. Not markedly. And but, they drafted Cosby in the second yeah. round. He was like, all of a but sudden. But they, they want to get cheaper. Get the, yeah, get the cap space. Yeah. So. I mean, he's not going to get $10 million in his next home. Right. You know, I mean, he'll get a decent deal and he'll be a starter somewhere, but he's not going to be a $10 million player anymore. Yeah. No, I agree. So. But that's going to do it for this segment. Uh, so for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, in this uh, segment, I wanted to uh, take an overall look at the AFC North. Okay. As we uh, as we do, and rank the position groups. Ah, we haven't done that in this offseason. We've not done that yet this offseason. So I'm gonna, we're going to start here. I'm looking here at uh, the... Uh, Let's put the parameters down. So okay. it really applies to quarterback, obviously. We're not talking about from here till the rest of their career. We're right. Like, how good is this? That, is 20, that 2021. Right for this yeah. season. Okay. Okay. So we'll start with wide receiver position. Okay. Baltimore, Sammy Watkins, Miles Boykin, James Prochet. Uh, some guys Devin aren't. Duvernay. Yeah. Mar- Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, and a bunch of guys that aren't going to make the team, mm-hmm. including Deion Kane, who used to be here. Oh, yeah. Um, but they got six or seven options. Yeah. And Not all those guys are going to make the team. No, and two of them will be busts, and Watkins will get hurt. You know, I mean, yeah. But they're hoping two of them hit. Uh, Cleveland with Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, Kaderil Hodge, uh, Odell Beckham, Rashad Higgins. They drafted Anthony Schwartz this year. Um, that's I their like group. Higgins there a little bit more than most people do, by the way. But that's not a bad five. Not a bad five. Yeah. Uh, then you go to Cincinnati. We've obviously upgraded. They got Jamar Chase, Auden Tate. People forget about him. He's not bad. Um, Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, and then we'll see who the. Did they still have Erickson or no? He was he was gone. He's he was a free agent. So you got Mike Thomas and Trenton Irwin and Scotty Washington and Stanley Morgan Jr. So they've got some. Okay, I mean they got four dudes that are making the team for sure. Right, they're going to play. Then you have the Steelers with Juju Smith-Schuster, Ray Ray McLeod, uh, Chase Claypool, James Washington. Yeah, Deontay Johnson, Isaiah McCoy's a guy, Rico Bussey, the, the guys that they brought in this year. Um, Probably maybe practice squatters or something like yeah. that. You think it's pretty safe to say Ray Ray's going to be a stealer? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. The way the offseason went, I think he's yeah. probably on board. And he was, you know, if, if he gets his mojo back returning kicks, he yeah. wasn't the same player after he had the fumble against the Ravens in that he weird game. He needs to be a potent returner. Yeah, really and he matter. was for most of the last season. He was, uh-huh. you know... It was it was pretty good, and I bet Mac, Mac Canada is a little interested in what he can do. Yeah. on offense. So, how would you rank those rooms? Whew. Ravens are last. Okay, we'll start from the bottom. That makes it easier. Yeah, I'm just trying to make because I don't know that it's super obvious. I think Cleveland's third. 
I would agree with that, yeah. I mean, Odell could be the best player in the in we mentioned, but I can't count on him right now. Yeah. I think I'll go Steelers first. I, I think I, Chase I, is a superstar, though. But he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't and that's done it. The, yeah. He's a little bit down. Yeah. Uh, we're having, if we're having the same conversation next year, that could very well be – they right. could be very well be number one. I mean, I love Deontay. I always remember it's ranked him first. But if the, if the Bengals said – We'll give you Chase for our choice of any of your receivers. I'd take it. I agree. You know what I yeah. mean? So I yeah. Think he has the most and I like T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins a lot, yeah. yeah. And Boyd's good. Yeah. No, I agree. But they just don't have the depth that the Steelers do at the position. No. no I mean. Like James, if you if you offered any of those teams James Washington, they'd jump on it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, he'd play. He'd be the fourth guy in Cincy. He'd be the fourth guy in Cincy, but he would be a big upgrade over their fourth guy. In, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. He'd be the third guy in a lot of towns. Maybe two and, and, and I bet Baltimore. Would Baltimore lose. would kill for him. They would have killed for him last year, yeah. in particular. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's not an easy. I mean, the Browns room is pretty good. It's a talented gr- yeah, position a in, group. The, in the in the league. I'm not sure the, who the superstar is, but it's a talented group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, let's go with the offensive lines. Okay. Okay. So the Ravens, you're looking at right now. I'm just going to go starters here. All right. Ronnie Stanley, assuming he's yeah, you, you assume he's back. Bradley Bozeman. He goes from center to guard, I think. Yeah. Uh, Pat- I thought he was going to go guard to center, actually. Patrick McCarry is a center. Okay. Kevin Zeitler, Alejandro Villanueva. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what depth chart you're looking at. But I I'm- get our uh, – it's one on SI.com. Okay. Yeah. I think Bozeman's going to go from guard to center. Zeitler's going to be one guard. Then I think Cleveland. Yeah, I think and that somebody is, else yeah. is fighting it out just, just to lay it out. But that's not exactly set who their interior. And it's not be. exactly great. It's not exactly great. Yeah, I mean, with all respect to Al, I think he's a liability at right tackle, especially in that scheme. Um, okay. Okay. The Ravens. Yet Willis at left tackle. Joel Batonio. Brownies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Browns. Yeah. yeah. Joel Batonio at left guard. J.C. Treader at center. Wyatt Teller. At right guard, Jack Conklin at right tackle. Just Same to, group as last year. Yes. And they drafted uh, the Cincinnati kid in the third round. Just yeah, for, makes you wonder if Chris Hubbard's going to be long for that team. He could be a June 1st cut. He maybe. could be a June 1st cut. And then... I would consider bringing him back. Yeah. yeah right, six guy or throw him in the mix. Yeah. Um, I did my interior offensive line ranks yesterday, and I'm doing tackles tonight. I had those three interiors guys for the Browns, all in the top seven yeah. overall in interior. I mean, they're going to be number one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the best line in the league. It's not even close anymore. Uh, the Bengals. Jonah this isn't w- as bad as people think. Jonah Williams at left tackle. Michael Jordan now at left guard. Mm-hmm. The center is Trey Hopkins. And he's okay. Yeah. Quentin Spain at right guard. Mm-hmm. Riley Reef at right tackle. I would imagine Jackson Carmen's going to fight for that left guard spot. That's what they have him backing okay, up uh, Michael sense. Jordan. That and they like Michael Jordan. He, yeah, he's, he's, not he's all right. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, there's no star power there. But it's not as horrible as everyone made it out. It wasn't as bad as it was last. I mean, last year was. It was bad. It yeah. was bad, no doubt. Uh, and then the Steelers, you have Chuksakura for at left tackle, Kevin Dotson at left guard, mm-hmm. uh, B.J. Finney at center. They have J.C. Hassenauer there right now. They're but he's not completely good. wrong. No. Uh, David DeCastro at right guard and Zach Banner at right tackle. Cleveland's one. Right. And I think it's, they've separated from the rest of the league. Um, Wills, I think, is a star in the making, too. I think that's by far the best line in the league. I'd go Baltimore, too, but it's a distant, too. 
Yeah, I, you know the bottom three are a lot closer than whoever two. If is you to took one. if you took the three lines from the other three teams, I'd still rather the Browns. Yeah, <laughs> I really would. <laughs> I'm not sure who else would who would start for the Browns. I mean, Stanley, you know, his best day. I said they have three of the best. I mean, DeCastro might. Yeah, DeCastro would fight certainly be in that battle. Um, Steelers versus Bengals. I think I prefer the Steelers. I think so. Maybe it's just because we see them all the time. I'm a every partial, every yeah. time we see the Steelers playing the Bengals, the quarterback's under <laughs> duress. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think either line's great. Uh, they're they're the weaknesses of the team right now. I mean, I think if you could ask the Bengals and Steelers coaching staff, we'll give you one starter at one position on your team. They both might say, "Give me another offensive." Now, line. if you add Morgan Moses to the Steelers line. I would be closer to two than three. I think it, I think it is two. Better, yeah. I think it is two because from the from the the, the right tackle over, mm-hmm. you're pretty well. I think I'll take the Castro over Zeitler. A healthy Stanley's the best of all of them. Yeah, but I'll take Moses over Al. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say I'd take the Steelers' center position over any as it stands right now. Yeah. And I'm being super Homerish, but I'd rather the Steelers' centers with Green than the. Bozeman situation. And there's a lot of upside with Dotson. Yeah. Yeah, the, the left guard's really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. And back to the Moses conversation. Yeah. Uh, again, Steelers, I think, should should uh, at least yeah, they the should dig into that a little right, bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, tight end. With the uh, Ravens, it's Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews, Josh Oliver they added in the offseason. Yeah. Um, they, they, they play a lot of them. They're taking – Seven of them to camp. I mean, they've, yeah, you know, right, including right. you know Tony Polgian and guys like that. I guess we shouldn't count their their big, crazy, three hundred pound fullback as a no. tight end. Either. He We're stands on his own. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cleveland spent an awful lot of money on this position for yeah. Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, David Njoku. Yeah, I mean three pedigree guys. Uh, Cincinnati has their last Drew Sample, C.J. Azoma, Pro Wells. Their last. Yeah, they're last. They're last. Uh, and then the Steelers have, of course, uh, Fryermuth, uh, Eric Ebron, Zach Gentry, Kevin Ray. I think Kevin Rader beats him out this year. I do too. Uh, they added, we... Dax Raymond too that they added this offseason has some. Gentry might be fifth on my depth. He right. might be. Yeah. yeah. We'll hit six right now. But that's who they've got right now. Those five guys. Hmm. Since he's clearly four, I think Andrews is the best tight end in the division. But he's a certain type. Yeah. Fryermuth is really growing on me. I think I think in this situation, I think in this one, the top three are very all very close. Cincinnati's very close. a distant four. Distant, four. <laughs> like as bad as it is in the league. Yeah, I don't know what order I put him in. I guess I'll put the Steelers third because Fryermuth's a little. He's a rookie. Yeah. yeah, Cleveland's got three good ones. They got three good ones. No great no ones. Great ones. Baltimore's got one great pass catching one, and you know. Boyle's useful. Boyle's, Boyle's, you know, the Steelers would love that Boyle. Yeah, and they use them well. Yeah. I'm going to go Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Okay. You could really shake them up in a bag and come up with whatever. All right, let's move on then to the quarterback position. Okay. You got Lamar with Trey Sorley, McSorley as his backup. I don't and know. obviously I'm not going to wait the backups too much, yeah. though. But. I don't love that, though, backup situation. No, I don't either. Um, in Cleveland, you've got, of course, the Mayfield, uh, Mayfield and Keenum Case Keenum still, Keenum's there, still right? there. Yeah. yeah. Cincinnati. 
Might have the worst backup situation in the league. Which is a little startling. You would think they'd get a Flacco or somebody just to mentor and hold down the fort. It's, it's Joe Burrow and Brandon Allen. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> it's better. Rough. It's still better than what it was last year. It is. But not by much. No, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Uh, and then you get the Steelers with, of course, ben Rudolph and Ben. Yeah. Dobbs, too. Yeah. I'm not going to put much weight in the backups. I'm going Lamar. I think it does Lamar. matter, though. It does matter. And some of those back, the Cincy and Ravens one, are questionable. I'm going Baltimore one. I mean, he's a year removed from being a league MVP. Right. I mean, I have some doubts about him long term. And if we had a draft right now, I'd take Burrow over Lamar. But Burrow's played half a year. Yeah. Um, I think I'm putting Burrow two. Okay. I bet I'm going to get some blowback for that because – he didn't have a tremendous rookie year. I'm just a believer. I think I'll take Baker three. Okay. Ben four. Just then. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. I have some questions about Baker, but I thought he played really well. But he played well in stretches last yeah. year. What would ben when have they done didn't have Chubb line? last year? He right. wasn't. He wasn't quite. When they asked him to do more. He's it was not, not ever good. Do more. Yeah, it wasn't I mean? good. I, I I still take Ben over over Baker. That was my hardest decision. I mean, I'm just sitting here picturing Ben behind that line, handing the ball to Chubb, and orchestrating things, yeah. and throwing a lot of one-on-one matchups. Probably would be make Cleveland a better team. Yeah. And Baker behind this line, having improv and put people on his back, probably wouldn't go as well. Yeah. You know. No, I agree. But he's a better year. Running backs. Yeah. Fun. Okay, for the Ravens, it's J.K. Dobbins. Uh, you got Gus Edwards behind him, Justice Hill, the aforementioned Patrick Ricard off 300. You got him, throw him in there. They he also, plays a lot for him. They also uh, they got Ben Mason this year, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, do you need two of them? Right. Do you need two of that is guy? Ricard on, is he, is his contract up after the year or something? Yeah, do they or? think he's not going to be part of the, the, right. the, the equation here? It's odd to bring in another one. Yeah. I mean, it's a Harbaugh-Michigan connection. And I get it. I, yeah, I see the connection. They're but can you, can you afford to keep both of them? Yeah, they better both be good on special teams. Well, I know Mason will be. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's still It's a little odd to have yeah. people back. <laughs> in the era where most of the teams don't have one. Right. And they have six or seven. You know, They keep a ton of tight ends, and they have like six or seven wide receivers. Like, what's their roster going to look like? But this running back room isn't as good as it was last year. Is, is, no. I, Ingram is a declining player. But he would play it still for them. But he was still a guy that get ten snaps, you know, ten yeah, carries yeah. a game for yeah. you. Now all of a sudden, you know, is Dobbins going to be? They going to put three hundred carries on him this year? I don't know. I, I'm intrigued. They still, for fantasy they reasons. still like Gus Edwards. I mean, Gus, Gus Edwards, Edwards still steals. Yeah, still steals carries. And Justice Hill, this is year three for him, and honestly, hasn't done a whole lot. Hasn't the first done time. much. Yeah. but he still shows up here and there. I mean, he'll probably make the team again. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Cleveland, you've, you've got the, the, the big two with uh, Chubb and Hunt. Right. Uh, then after that, it's Dearness Johnson, yeah. uh, Demetric Felton, just guys. Felton's kind of an interesting player, but I bet he's hardly sees the field this year. And the back, uh, the fullback is Andy Janovich. Yeah, which they like, use. They could have used Ben Mason. Yeah, they could use Ben Mason. Maybe that's right. why they signed him to keep him from going to Cleveland. <laughs> make him go to the Browns. Uh, Cincinnati, you're looking now. This, this one took a bit of a hit in the offseason. It did. You got Joe Mixon. Samaje P. Ryan, Travian Williams. Uh, they they drafted Chris Evans. I'm um, slightly intrigued by Evans. Yeah. I mean, it's Mixon's backfield. He's going to get Najee Harris like. Yeah. And they added Puka Williams, too. Like, 
Yeah. 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 I mean, he could make the team. Yeah. He could be your geo, geo kind of guy. Who gets more touches, Mixon or Najee? Najee. I think they're both going to be flooded with them, assuming yeah. they both stay healthy and all that. Yeah. But their backfields belong to I, one guy. I trust Najee to stay healthy more. Me too. Me too. Because um, Mixon just couldn't last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, with the Steelers, you got Najee Harris, Benny Snell, Kalen Balaj, Anthony McFarland, and the fullback is uh, Derek Watt. I think two through question mark, the Steelers are the worst. Well, maybe Cincy. That yeah, guys. I, yeah, I don't see much difference between Balaj and any of the guys that Samaj P. Ryan, for right, example. Right, right. I think they're all the same. Browns have to be one. Right. And I think they'd be the one in any running back room conversation. I would probably say, and I, I don't know how much of what Baltimore does is scheme-related. Mm-hmm. But we uh, both loved Dobbins a year ago. Yeah, oh, there's yeah, no doubt. Right, right, right. But if I had my pick of Dobbins or Harris, I'm taking Harris. I'd also take Mixon over Dobbins. Yeah. I mean, I think Mixon might be the most talented back in the division. Yeah, well, no, I agree, you yeah. I mean? I mean, Chubb's great and you know, Harris is great. Um, at this position, though, I'm going to lean a little more towards youth just because people don't last as long. Yeah, So I'm going to take the Steelers over the Bengals. Okay. I think Baltimore's last. Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, what's what's Gus Edwards on any? Right. I mean, like, the Steelers could use Edwards since he could use Edwards. He's better than their twos. Yeah. But I think scheme helps him a lot, too. If you look at the, what they average per carry, those guys. He just comes downhill. A lot of it is because right. because you have to be cognizant of where Lamar. Yes. You know, they th- both average a lot look, per carry. Yeah, look at how the Steelers defend Lamar. Mm-hmm. Your outside linebackers crash, and they hit Lamar. They want Therefore, they're, right. you're, you're defending then 9 against 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. I don't think Edwards, while he's very useful for them, doesn't make a lot of yardage on his own. No. I mean, no, he's just he, a straight ahead. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and that's fine. It works for them quite well. But I don't know that the Steelers have been in any better shape with him last year. No, he, he I mean? wasn't. Again, just, if you can't make your own yards, then. He's similar to Snell. What are you? Right. Uh, okay, so. That's the offense, then. Uh, yeah, that takes us through the offense. Defensive line. Okay. Okay, for. Uh, I would go big people. Like, I wouldn't include Watt. and I'd go D-line and edge. Well, then you run into the with, like, thing with I Baltimore. Know, it makes it tough, right? Yeah. So you got Derek Wolf. Or we can just do defensive front then. Okay, we'll All do right. that. So Baltimore's Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams coming back. Yeah. Uh, Calais Campbell. They bring bring in uh, Justin Matabuke. Uh, yeah. Was this year two for him? Yes. Yeah, year two for him. Uh, Broderick Washington's another guy, young guy up mm-hmm. front there that hasn't played a whole lot yet. Um, you're looking at uh, the edge rushers: uh, Pernell McPhee, Jalen Ferguson. They added Jalen Hayes or Dalen Hayes, I should say. Uh, then you got Patrick. Queen, um, L.J. Well, Fort, and Malik let's Harrison. Let's count those guys. Okay. Let's just do the front-line defenders. Okay, so you counting, where are you counting Tyus Bowser then? He's an edge. Okay. Okay. So that's your edge group. There's a couple front. dudes. You know, Billings will come to here with the Browns. Um, mentioned Pierce earlier. Um, Washington for the, the Ravens. Some of these huge nose tackles that took a year off. It's going to be tough. That's not an easy transition. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not in the greatest shape to begin with. <laughs> you know what I mean? I so, hear you. I don't know how much value to give those guys just for the, 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 this exercise. Uh, for Cleveland, it's Miles Garrett, uh, Jordan Elliott, Malik Jackson, Andrew Billings. They had a Tommy Togiai. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed Marvin Wilson after yeah, the draft. Yeah, a lot of money, too. 
Um, we'll see if that works out. They added Malik McDowell. They're throwing bodies at that interior position. Totally. Yeah. They realize it's a weakness. You got uh, Jadavian Clowney, um, Tack McKinley. Tack McKinley. Okay. I um, mean, it's Garrett and some other, and a lot of yeah, questions. Garrett and the Pips. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I like their 4D tackles as twos and threes. Yeah. They, they don't have a one. No, I like Togiai, Elliott, but they're they're all you know, role players. For the uh, Bengals, it's Sam Hubbard. They had a Cam Sample. Uh, DJ Reader, Tyler Shelvin is another ad for them. Mass in the yeah. middle there, yeah. Uh, they, they signed Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, they still have Mike Daniels there. Ogunjobi's nice picked up for them. Yeah. Uh, they signed Trey Hendrickson to help replace. Melasson. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's a downgrade. That's though. pretty much it. Uh, and then you get Joseph Asai there as well. Yeah. So they had three draft picks up front. Yeah. And the free agent signing. Um, For the Steelers, it is Hayward, mm-hmm. Alou Alou, Stephon Tuitt, TJ Watt, and uh, Alex Highsmith. I'll say the Steelers' depth is the worst. But their front five is the best. They're they're be- yeah they're starting. They're still number one. Their starters are the are the top guys. Yeah, it might be the best front in the league. I mean, they might be one out of thirty two. Their depth isn't as good as some of those other teams, but a lot of those guys' depth are questions. They're rookies yeah. and things like that. You know, especially Cincinnati. I think Cincy's last. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hendrickson's a guy coming off of what a thirteen sack season. But I don't that know was he'll ever do that again. Uh, he won't do that again. Right. He certainly won't do it. I like Hubbard. I do too. Uh, I think he's an, a, a good young player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they some... Reader Ogan Joby's not bad. It's not bad, no, right? I think Cleveland would kill to have Reader Ogan Joby. Yeah, agreed. The bottom three are all pretty close to me. I mean, yeah. Steelers are a distant one. I'm not sure who's two. I keep expecting Calais Campbell to take us. I mean, he's 36. He's now. not a difference yeah. maker anymore. He's um, play less I think they're last. I think they're last too. I, I mean, think Cleveland's too. Their their starting edges had seven combined sacks last year. Yeah, the top three guys had seven combined. We sacks. We didn't mention Oway. Yeah, he would be in that mix too. And Emmy's first round pick, but they got a lot of guys. They're just going to have to find some answers. Yeah, them and Cincy are pretty similar. If it wasn't for Miles Garrett, they're last, but they have a great one. They get a, so a too. Yeah, they get a really good one. But that's a big gap from the Steelers to two. Uh, the off ball linebackers uh, for Baltimore. It's Patrick Queen. L.J. Fort, Malik Harrison, some triumvirate of that. Yeah. Queen was not good last year. No, he was Folks, not. Folks, he made a couple of splash plays early. He was not good. He was not good. Uh, for Cleveland, this when we did this last year, this was a really, this was like, oh boy, this is yeah. A, <laughs> um, it's still right, not a super strength, but they would. Sione Tacky, ta- I'm talking about the whole division as a whole. Oh, was really I remember bad. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got Tacky Tacky. Uh, you got Malcolm Smith. You got Anthony Walker, Mac Wilson. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that shakes out. I assume Wilson will start. Uh, I think you have to put a Wosu Koromora. And you got yeah, there. you got Jacob yeah. Phillips and a Wosu Koromora. I don't know how much like people are counting on Wosu Koromora. So, wow, he's going to really upgrade that Browns defense. Is he going to be a full time player? I think it'll take time. Yeah, I, I mean, you want him on the field on when it's first and ten, and the the other team comes out in a big package. Right, I and mean, we saw Queen as a rookie struggle, and he had a defined role. Yeah, you know, it's not easy. Um, the Bengals, ugh. They might be the worst in the league. Yeah. You're talking about uh, Akeem De- uh, Gaith- Davis-Gaither. Yeah. I like him a little bit. Uh, but a couple not. rookies from last year. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson. Um, I mean, these guys are better than the What no they were running, that running out there a couple of years ago, but right. it's still not great. They're, you know, third, fourth-round pick like, type guy. Jermaine Pratt would be a nice number three for the Steelers. 
Right. A nice piece to have. Good place to have. So. Yeah. Akeem Davis Gaither would be a nice guy to throw into the mix. Kind of like both of them coming out of school. But yeah. The linebackers don't adjust quickly to the league. They do and not. Anyone that's been tough on Bush early in his career, look at some of these guys. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know what the Steelers have there. So, how you? Steelers are one. Yeah. Bush is the best player of the group. Yeah. You know, and and, and Vince is. Vince still cares. I think when I did it last year, I, I went one through five, and I think I had Vince as the number five guy. You know what he is. You know what he is. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure Cleveland knows what they have. I don't know what Cincy has. They have. Cincy's four. <laughs> I guess Cleveland's two. <laughs> I'm going to give a Wosu Koromora some. Some love there. Tacky Tacky made some plays yeah. last year. He's not awful. Mac Wilson's not awful. Yeah, that's a, I mean that's our qualifier with a, that group across the division. Well, he's yeah, not it's, awful. It's a pretty bad position. Group. Yeah, I don't have any faith in L.J. Ford. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. Yeah, he's a starter right now. Cornerback. Uh, let's just do a secondary. All right. Uh, this is pretty uh, simple here because I think Baltimore is easily number one. Yes. Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, Chuck Clark at, at strong safety. Uh, Deshaun Elliott at free safety. Marlon Humphrey uh, is your right cornerback, and then you got Tavon Young coming back again. Hmm. Uh, they did draft Sean Wade there as well as a nickelback. Yeah, uh, good group. Tavon Young's been banged up consistently like yeah, the last two or three years. That's why they drafted Wade. I mm-hmm. mean, Humphrey it, can also play the slot. He's one of the few. But that's not ideal that's for not him. That's not what you really yeah. want. I mean, you're asking him to do something that's not best for the team. Yeah. Um, does get him a little closer to the ball, and he is a playmaker. He is. Make He's it, a great yeah. player. He's one of the yeah. best corners in the league, in my opinion. That that that's one. That's one. Yeah, it uh, might be a little overrated though. I'm not sure it's the best secondary in the league. Or I mean, it's. Really I think they they benefit from the way that they have rushed a passer mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a good group. I don't yeah. think it's an elite group. I mean, they don't have the Earl Thomas at free or you know. Yeah, they're, the safety position is a little weak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland you got Denzel Ward. You got uh, Johnson at strong safety. Maybe Ronnie Harrison. We'll see. I think yeah. it's probably going to be Johnson. Play three they yeah. a lot. You got Grant, linebackers are so bad. Grant Delpit coming back at free safety. We don't even know what he is. We don't, but he'll be the true free. Uh, you got Greg Newsom, Greedy Williams on the other side. You'd think Newsom beats out. Yeah, you know, but he greedy. had some injury issues in college yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And then your nickel is Troy Hill, who's, who's good. Who's yeah, he's a good yeah, player, solid player. Um, but now they at least have options. They have three yeah. safeties and four corners. Right. That are, you know, NFL players. About. Yeah, yeah. Not running guys out there that have never played before. Um, Cincinnati, Darius Phillips. They lost Jackson, but they added two dudes. Eli Apple. I wouldn't count much on Apple. Uh, Safety, Von Bell and uh, uh, Bates. Bates is really good. Bates is good. Yeah. The other corner, you got uh, Chidobe uh, Awuzie. Awuzie and Hilton. Um, Yeah, and then Hilton and Trey Waynes at nickel. It's not horrible. I think Waynes opted out, or I'm trying to think. He didn't play much. I think he he got hurt. Yeah, maybe he got hurt. He got hurt. Their secondary is not their weakness. It's not bad. It's not great, though. It's not great. Yeah. Bates is really good. Uh, then, of course, for the Steelers, you're looking at uh, Joe Hayden at one cornerback position, Minka Fitzpatrick at free safety, Terrell Edmonds at strong safety, and then you get uh, James Pierre, Justin Lane, maybe on the outside. Cam Sutton could be on that outside and then kick inside to the nickel and passing downs. I think Baltimore's one. Okay. I think since he's four. All right. But it's not awful. I no, think it's not awful. Their secondary is okay. You know, I mean, Awuzie and Hilton are players. I think Minka carries a lot of weight. I know. I'll, I would trade the Steelers secondary for Cleveland, though. Would you? Yeah. I don't know that I would. I think Minka's the best player of that group, but Ward's pretty darn good. I liked Elpit coming out of school. I did not like Greedy coming out of school. 
No, I didn't either. So, yeah. um, and they have three safeties. Steelers, I think, have two. Well, they, they, they did add, they did add, you know, guys like Killebrew. You got Antoine Brooks there. That, mm-hmm. um, but I would take Harrison over all those guys or Delpit or Johnson. I just think they have more dudes, and I think Ward's a star. Okay. If you combine those secondaries, who would be your starters? Probably both Steeler safeties. Yeah. I think Hayden starts Hayden somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be in really good shape with depth. Yeah. I mean, obviously, find the two teams. That's and, close. And Hill might, close. Hill might be your nickel, I think. Yeah. 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 Or Sutton. I think I might have Sutton than Hill, maybe. Okay, then you then you like the Steelers secondary better. I know. I know. <laughs> Steelers depth worries me though. I mean, it, it is a concern. Third no corner, doubt. third safety to me is why I picked the the Browns. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, if I was ranking those teams, if I was just ranking the players on those two teams, would go Minka Ward, and then more Browns and Steelers. But I'm not sure. Hayden might be third. I'm not sure. I mean. A lot of those guys are pretty similar. Hayden probably would be third. Yeah. I think there's two stars, and the Steelers' star is a bigger star. But they got a lot of guys. I mean, I, I don't like Greedy all that much, but would he play here? I don't think he would. Would he beat out he Lane? Won't, I mean, if he fight I, Lane right I don't now, think he would. He right? won't tackle anybody. I know. He would not fit in here at all. And he was picked on very consistently his, his rookie year, as most mm-hmm. rookie corners are. Uh, he but was, if he was on he was not roster, good. he'd be fighting on with Lane right now. Yeah. But I bet the Steelers would rather have Lane. Yeah. When it's all said and done. I mean, the Browns aren't exactly showing a lot of confidence that they love Grady. They are not, no. <laughs> <laughs> they play, and they brought in two big-time corners. Or yeah. Or two expensive corners. Right. And drafted one. Yeah, right. I would take the Browns over the Steelers, but it's okay. close. They're paying theirs a lot more money, though, now, they too. They are. And so. they have a lot invested in them. Yeah. Right. That's, they should, you would think, be better, but. We'll you see. Think. We will see. But uh, that is the division hmm. in a nutshell. Um, interesting. Yeah, there's some it's trends. Good, it's like it's an interesting way to look at things. Like, right. Not just say, well, this, this team's roster is better. It's not all about the, the entire roster. It's about the roster building. Right. How much you have. Like the the Browns are spending a ridiculous amount of money in their tight end room. A ridiculous amount of money in their tight end room. You know, and they're going to have the Browns and Baltimore are going to have issues of we got to pay our quarterback soon. Yeah. You know, and the Steelers are trying to get one more year out of their quarterback. Three Heisman winners are cornerback in the in the division. You know, all of them have not hit their peak yet. None of them are in this town. The Bengals are paying their running back a lot of money. Like yeah, there's, there's, all of a sudden yeah. there's a lot of good running backs in the, in the division yeah. too, though. And there's maybe two of the best running teams in the league. They're definitely two of the best. And the Steelers are trying to rebuild a running game. And I would think since he needs to run the ball more, you know, and that's kind of a throwback way of thinking. Yeah, and this division's always been kind of a throwback. in a division where the linebackers aren't I was the off-ball the linebackers, linebackers aren't really great. Yeah, right, <laughs> really bad. I mean, yeah. you get some matchups in the passing game with your your running backs, let alone the run game. Yeah. Not a bad tight end group. No stars. Yeah. But the receivers pretty are, good. are pretty darn good. Receivers are good, good. yeah. And if Odell's healthy, um, yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, I agree. But, Baltimore's uh, looking, but, you know. That's going to do it for this segment. So for my partner, Mike Williamson, I'm Dale Lally. We also want to thank Jacob Recht for keeping us on the air throughout the segment. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is time for the Fantasy Football Focus. And today, Matt, I thought we would do something. This is right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm going to grab this and take this over here for a minute. Okay. uh, Talking about dynasty football. Yep. Now, a lot of people do year-to-year leagues, redrafts and and Throw them all back to the pool, right. So what if we were starting our own dynasty league today? Mm-hmm. First of all, Matt, what would, what would your recommended format for that be? My favorite nowadays is Superflex because the quarterbacks are just have a lot more value. Yeah. and You can't just wait on them forever. They go really high. Um, but, and that's getting more and more popular. I'm in seven dynasty leagues. I host a, a dynasty uh, podcast locked on dynasty and I'm only in one super flex league I would I would wish that was more like 50 50 but I mean it's just slowly going that way and the problem is you, it's hard to change rules in a dynasty league correct yeah once you because you built my team I'm yeah. getting quarterbacks and this guy that's got all the quarterbacks is going to win so you, you can't really <laughs> change rules um, real quick before we get into this this is the season for rookie drafts you know for established leagues I had two rookie drafts over the weekend and coincidentally in both those leagues I had the fourth and fifth pick overall. One of them I earned because my team was bad. One of them I traded up to get. Um, the other was the league. I, Which I is the beauty of the, doing a dynasty league. You make off-season trade or you make trades time. during the season. And you trade. Well, I'll give you my first-round pick next year for right. Yeah, right. and I mean, this and, and so such and such player for Christian McCaffrey while he's hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. During the year and even when the season ended in one of these leagues, I got rid of. I got off the Ezekiel Elliott train. Picked up the fourth pick in the draft and some other young players, you know, and I'd won that league. So, you know, I just wanted to take a step back, get a little younger. But just to give people an example of how it works, in this year's rookie drafts, I mean, these are just rookies coming in the league. Najee was the first pick in both those leagues. And I tried to get the one, you know, I, I had four and five. I tried to sweep it to get the one. <laughs> Neither one was listening to any of that nonsense. In the other, in the, Chase went either two or three in those two leagues, so I never shot at him at four. Um, ATN went three in the other league, so I gladly took Kyle Pitts, which is really rare to take a tight end in a rookie draft, even right. as a first rounder, let alone as a top five pick. And I had Javante Williams. I thought there was five really good rookies in this class. Um, in the other league, I got my bottom two guys, which were Williams and ATN. But not bad. You get two yeah. young running backs. Running One backs of them will old. hit. Yeah. Right. I mean, Maybe I'm, both. I'm going to play those guys probably every week for four or five years. You know, you know, Early rookie running backs are really valuable. You know? yeah. So I, I didn't hate that. I wanted to be in the top five and maneuver myself. Because after that, you're looking at like the Bama receivers and things like that. Yeah. So just to give you an idea of the, how people think and you know, how they value the players. Okay, so I've got Superflex rankings here. Oh, okay. Do we're going to we're gonna do Good. this like we're starting our own Superflex league. Okay. So Superflex means you play multiple quarterbacks. You can play two. Yes. And so if, if we had a draft right now, quarterbacks will go very high. Yeah. So in these rankings, this is a starting fresh. Everybody's – the names are picked out of a hat. Here's where you're dra- yeah, drafting right, right. at, all that stuff. I actually have a new league coming up in about a, a month or a couple weeks, actually. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, number one, they have Christian McCaffrey. That can't be Superflex, then. It's Superflex rankings. Wow. He's still just 24. I know. Him and Barkley He's are really 24. young. Yeah. Right. And running backs don't lose value in Superflex. Yeah. I mean, you find a special one, it's super if, important. If he goes out and catches 100 passes again this year and runs for 1,000 yards, that's pretty valuable. What do you have, like 2,400 yards two years yeah. ago or something like that? Right. Number two pick, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Number three, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. 
you can argue who's two, who's three. Allen's pretty safe. Yeah, and he's getting 25. Yeah. Number four pick, Saquon Barkley. I get it. Yeah. Number five, Kyler Murray. Okay. Super young quarterback. 23 years old. Yeah, that's really <laughs> crazy, right. Uh, You're starting these guys for 10 years. Yeah. Number six is Dalvin Cook. I get it, but a little up in age. Uh, just 25, yeah. Uh, the league that I'm going to be drafting in is not super flex. I have the fifth pick in the draft, and I'm a little hesitant to take a Cook or a Henry or a Kamara, and those are the guys that most people are taking in that neighborhood. Yeah. Just to kind of spoil your, your rankings here, I might just take Najee. These are fan. This is from Fantasy Pros, by the way. Okay. Uh, all the, pl- the the first eight picks are all twenty five or younger, as they should be. As they should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So after uh, Dalvin Cook at six, Jonathan Taylor at seven. Yeah, I understand. He's twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. He caught more passes than people think too. Eight is Alvin Kamara. He's twenty five. He puts up the same numbers every yeah. year. Right. Nine, Dak Prescott is our first non twenty five or younger player. He's twenty seven. I say he's not that old though. Yeah. The problem with in the super flex or not not super flex in dynasty leagues is like if I draft Kamara fifth overall in my startup, I'm sure he'll have a good year. But he's a depreciating asset. I mean a year right. from now he's hard to trade all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, where Harris or Jonte Williams or whatever, they're at least appreciating. You don't want to get guys that are declining stocks. But you have to weigh winning this year against. It's really hard. Yeah. It's hard to play the fence. I mean. Because uh, if, go, if you go all in on building for the future, your team's going to stink this year. <laughs> it's going to stink this year. But yeah. you also probably get the first pick in the draft next year. And you'll get, ne- you know, like you could. Re- but doesn't, that doesn't help you when you're getting your butt kicked all year. <laughs> no. We call it the productive struggle. Yeah. You know, if you, you could really build and trade some of these picks for future firsts and all those things and really set yourself up, but you're going to take lumps in your first year. I mean, you could uh, you could actually. You or know, you could basically set yourself up to win this year. You could win this year, trade Alvin Kamara in the offseason for, mm-hmm. he'd still be 26 years old. you still get something pretty good for him. Less than you paid for him. Though. Yeah, but less than you paid for him. But league. he might help you win this year. Right. But, I mean, you could get Julio Jones in, like, the eighth round. Yeah. I mean, you could win this year if you wanted to pretty much. Uh, Ten, Devontae Adams. I wouldn't pay that price. He's 28 that. years old. And, first he, of all, I and he might not have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right. There's so many receivers for Dynasty. Yeah, he's wide receiver one there. 11, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'd take him a million times out of a million over. You might change your mind on 12 because at 12 is A.J. Brown. I mean, I get it. He would be my number one Dynasty receiver. Still just 23 years old. Him and Metcalf were my top two the last time we talked about it. Um, But still receivers, the 30th receiver's a really good player. 13, another receiver, Tyreek Hill. He's the same as Adams to me. Yeah. What's really interesting, and we'll get to it, I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse, but where do you pay for Kittle, Waller, Kelsey in a dynasty? I mean, because they're super valuable. They're going to really But they're also up in age. But they're not how much longer are they going to play. Uh, 14 is DK Metcalf. Yeah, he's right there. 23 years old. 15, Justin Jefferson, just 21 years old. Yeah. Yep. 16, Nick Chubb. Okay. 17, Derrick Henry. I don't know that I, I'm not paying Derrick Henry prices at 17. That's the thing is, though, I mean, you could have that mid-second round pick drafted Cook in the first round, Henry in the second, and probably win the league. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? right. And get old guys from there, and then you're in trouble when they fall off. Sh- fall off the, no one's going to give you much for Henry. And I think Henry's getting close to that oh, yeah. point. 
Absolutely. 18, Justin Herbert. Herbert and Burrow and yeah. some of these guys are really interesting. 19, Stephon Diggs. Like to give you an example, the one super flex league that I'm in, I won the league two years ago, so I got the 12th pick in the draft, and I got Herbert at 12. I mean, that's a gift from the gods, yeah. you know, because to get him that late and him to hit in a super flex league, that was nice. Yeah. But he wasn't that real revered a year ago. 20 is Cam Akers. I'd take Akers over some of his other backs. Like, I might take Akers over Henry. Yeah. He's just 21 years old. 21 years old, right. Yeah, you're going to get yeah. six or seven good years out of him. I'm taking Najee over Henry. Uh, 21, Travis Kelsey. I get it. Tight ends usually fade you away might, slow. Yeah, you might get another four good years out of Travis Kelsey. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, he could Zach Ertz it on you, too. But He could. He's... He also has a great quarterback throwing to him and a great system, mm-hmm. so that helps. I mean, again, you could go, you could probably go Cook, Henry, Kelsey in this, and win, in, you, and win your league. Yeah. And then be in trouble. <laughs> uh, 22 is DeAndre Hopkins. I think he fades away slow. Yeah. yeah he's never been a speed guy. He's never been a speed guy. Uh, 23, Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's the going right. 24, George Kittle. Who would you rather have Kelsey or Kittle for eternity? Well, Kittle's only 27. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather have the, the I think guy who's four years younger. Yeah, me too. There's some people who think Pitt should be the number one dynasty quarterback. You could make the argument. You could make the argument. He might not be very good this year. But you, for 12 years. You might be. I mean, if he catches 60 passes this year, you're okay. And he'll probably yeah. be one next year. Yeah. yeah. 25, DeAndre Swift. Uh-huh. I mean, these first and second year backs are gold. Yeah. It, there's, a, there's a guy in the first league I was with. The first league I was in, who's the best owner in our league, except for probably me. <laughs> but he does the same thing. He has such a formula. As soon as those guys get to the end of their first contract, he's dumping. He them. dumps every back and trades, you know, these dudes for a future first or two, and then drafts another back. Gets Acres at eighth in the rookie draft, and just keeps, you know, replenishing and replenishing, and, and sells. Sells them for more than he buys them for. That's what. That's the way I would do it. I yeah. Mean, I mean, he's selling Kamara right now. Yeah. I mean, and people are buying. And people he's are selling buying. McCaffrey yeah. probably right if now. If you don't have a back, yeah, I'll take Kamara. Yeah, I'll give you my next three first round picks for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Twenty six, Russell Wilson. That's where it gets sure. tough. He's still thirty. He is thirty two. Yeah, but quarterbacks, I don't worry about yeah. age so much. Like I bet it Rogers goes. Sort Who would of you rather have here? Twenty six is Russell Wilson. Twenty seven is Joe Burrow. That's close. Probably Bert. Wilson. He's proven. Yeah. He's not going anywhere for a while. 28, Calvin Ridley. The other thing about quarterbacks, like, yes, there's a shortage because every team wants to start two, and you really want three starters on your team, and there's not 36 starters in the world. But every year, five first-rounders come in the league. Yeah. Like, if I have Wilson and Carr, I could dress Justin Fields this year. You know, there's a shortage, and there's still only 32 on any given Sunday. But where do you have to take Justin Fields? Like third overall, All right? I mean, that's the thing. Relaxed. Yeah, got him and Lance are going right behind Herbert, and then you hope he hits. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a rookie draft right now for Superflex, Lawrence always goes one. Then it's a conversation between Najee. Like where did Hertz go last year? End of the first. Well, last year was good because there was all those backs. Right. It was a little bit different because I mean the Acres and Dobbins were going ahead of Hertz, but even like. Mond and Trask. Or a guy like Dak Prescott that you get. Right. You know, it was a fifth-round pick, and he turns into the starter. Right. But, like, Mond and Trask are going mid-second round this year. 
Because it's so bad at running back too. Well, that's a stretch. It's a real stretch. <laughs> they may never play. I'm not. I'm not. I Mills, would not do that. No. No. I mean, in hope. Like yeah. everyone has Gardner Minshew still on their roster. Like you keep five guys. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett has value. You know. Uh, twenty-eight. Calvin Ridley. He's great. Still twenty-six. Ezekiel Elliott comes in at twenty-nine. He's a tough one. He's twenty-five. He's twenty-five. I mean, he may have a really good year. Yeah, he could bounce back in a big way. J.K. Dobbins is at 30. Picks. I'd rather Dobbins. Uh, Trevor Lawrence at 31. In a super flex, he should go way higher. I, I think he should be a first-round pick in a super flex. Uh, 32 is Najee Harris. He should go way higher, too. 33, C.D. Lamb. I love Lamb. Yeah. I love Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, about week 10 or so, my co-host on the, the podcast, Ryan McDowell, had Lamb as his number one dynasty receiver. It's a little rich. It's a little rich. You know, I was yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's over Jefferson, over over Jefferson, you know, Judy had, and some of these guys. That I mean, I'd still have AJ Brown and Metcalf, and you know, but guys are you guys are young. Yeah, I mean, if you think about having CD Lamb on your roster though for the next ten years, I mean, you say the same thing about Jefferson and right. Brown, some of these young guys, but that's really appealing. Thirty-four, Antonio Gibson. Yes. Thirty-five, Michael Thomas. He's not old. He's 28. He's a little older than yeah. than what people may think. He's done well, though, with the other guys. Because he's yeah. not a down-the-field guy. He's, no, he's no, in the right. slot. Those are the easy throws. Mm-hmm. He's probably a value right now. A year ago, he was the tight or wide receiver one in Dynasty. Yeah. 36, Terry McLaurin. Yeah. 37, Joe Mixon. I'll take him all day. Still just 24, yeah. yeah. Right. For some reason, nobody dings Barkley and McCaffrey for being hurt last year, but they ding Mixon. Yeah. Well, he had age. he had some games like the first. If you had him the first five weeks he of last year, you were just right. You had to keep starting him, but he was awful. But like those two, by the end of the, I mean, it, it became his. It's his backfield yeah. Now that Geo right. is gone, he's gonna catch. Yeah. He's gonna be an every down guy. Uh, Thirty eight is Allen Robinson. Sure, there's so many receivers. Thirty nine, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that you get three years of Rodgers throwing forty some touchdowns. Yeah, not so bad. Uh, Forty, Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. 41, Darren Waller. Yeah. I think I'd take Pitts ahead of Waller. I think so, too, for a dynasty. Yeah. yeah. 42. Waller's not young. No, he's 28. Yeah. 42, DJ Moore. Yeah. 43, Jamar Chase. He's a tough one to rank. There's so many good receivers. He's the third He's the third rookie on the, on mm-hmm. the board here. So I mean, I, in a rookie draft, you love taking him high. But do you want him over DJ Moore, CD Lamb? You know, those That's tough. Guys yeah, right guys who have pl- who've done it. Yeah. Uh, 44, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm still in on him. I mean, maybe they do sign Gurley or something like that, but he doesn't have a lot of competition. No. He's, what, 22? 45 is Keenan Allen. Solid. You, you think of Keenan Allen, you think he's got to be in his you know, mid 30s. He's, he's, he's 29. Yeah. Yeah. He was even said Mike Evans. He's still super young, too. Uh, 46 is Amari Cooper. I don't love him, but yeah. he's not going to hurt you. 47. This is a tough one. Deshaun Watson. That's a real tough one. Yeah. I bet he doesn't go that high. But in Superflex, he's – if he were clean, and even if he was on the He's Texans, 20 spots higher, if not more. He's a top five pick. Yeah. And maybe two. I mean, right. He goes, my, my homes might be the only one ahead of him. 48, Jalen Hurts. And I bet Watson plays football again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's on my dynasty team, I bet he plays again. Hurts. Jalen Hurts at – He's going to be a top 10. He's QB 12. Yeah. I, the problem with him, and we'll get to, like, Jones and Tua, 
Are they starters next year? Next year or the year after that. Right. Yeah. Because those teams are all really set up to go get another guy if this one yeah. fails. Three years ago, if you're having this draft, you're using a top 12 pick a, a quarterback on Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota. Without question. Wentz yeah. and Goff. Yeah. You know, all those guys didn't stand the test of time. Like, if you got you asked before, someone got Jalen Hurts in the second round of a Superflex or the third or fourth round of a regular draft. I'd sell them now. Just take the profit and run away. Yeah. You know, and you make a nice profit on them. 49 is Austin Ekelar. It's, it's funny. I traded T. Higgins for Ekelar in a second round draft pick in a league like two months ago, and people killed me for it. Like, how could you? Higgins is so much more valuable than that. I'm like, they're going to draft somebody probably. If I get three good years out of Ekelar, that's goal. I mean, the running backs are hard to find. Yeah, I still think I won that deal. He is 26, so yeah, he's a little older. Two years out, he's a little older than yeah. people think. But um, two years of a every week starting running back yeah. is gold. 50 is Mike Evans. He's like 26 or 27. He's, he's 27. He's yeah. remarkably young for being in the league as long as he has. Uh, 51 is Miles Sanders. Worries me a little. Yeah, but that's not a bad price for him. 52 is Trey Lance. That's the fourth rookie off the so board. He'd go way higher than that. I mean, I respect these rankings, but in Superflex, he might be a second-round pick. Same with Fields. Uh, 53 is T. Higgins. Again, right around Eckler value. Yeah. I mean, he's good. 54, Justin Fields. Again, Fields and Lance, are. you'd love to have them in Superflex. 55 is Travis Etienne. Here's the problem, though. If you're doing a startup. You can't even start them in week one. Yeah, you can't use them. You have right. to get yourself another quarterback first. Yeah, but you could get Ben. You could, Ryan, yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you, you could, could do that. You could You could definitely piece it together. Cousins won't cost you much. But if you're if you're playing two every week, it boy would be nice to have you know, Aaron Rodgers and Justin Fields. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I mean even Mac Jones goes high. I mean, yeah. Even Wilson for the Jets. He's gonna start week one and he's not gonna get benched next year. Right. He's at least a two year starter for them, even if he's a disaster. Yeah. Disaster that doesn't help your fantasy team. It doesn't help, <laughs> but at least he has value. Yeah, you could trade him after the year and get something back for him. Fifty six is Brandon Ayuk. I like Ayuk a lot. Yeah, fifty seven is Kenny Galladay. He's older than you think too. He's twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, I don't love his situation either. I have him in a league, and I'm going to shop him a little bit. Fifty eight is Ryan Tannehill. He probably get four more years of starter. Out he's thirty two. He's older than people think. He is too. older than you think. Fifty nine, Deontay Johnson. I. I gave up a lot of late first-round picks for Deontay a year ago, and I'm very happy about it. 50, uh, 60 is Cortland Sutton. He, he's a buy right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cheap for him. Speaking of buys, 61 is Josh Jacobs, still just 23 years old. You can He has his warts, but that is late. That's really good value there. You're looking at run, RB20 here. I mean, he's a starting running back every Sunday morning. One of the problems with Dynasty is, like, you build this really young team, and then Sunday morning you pull up your laptop and you got to check boxes, and you're like, He's not yet. starting. He's he's, he's going to get eight carries. Yet, right? Yeah, Jacobs is somewhat. I mean, you definitely start that guy yeah. every week. He may not be a top ten back anymore, but you get him that late at that age. He's still young enough long. that he could be a top ten back. He could be. Yeah, yeah. he could be. Yeah. Uh, Sixty two is Baker Mayfield. That's pretty late. That's QB sixteen. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's he's going to be a starter for the next eight years somewhere. Sixty three is Tua. That's where you get a little hairy. Yeah, that's QB 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, 64. This guy is the same thing, the same situation with Josh Jacobs. David Montgomery. Right. He's 23 years He's old. Still a puppy. Yeah. No competition. Yeah, I'll, I'll gladly take him there. 
Uh, 65 is tight end four. That's Kyle Pitts. That nah, makes sense. I uh, bet he'd honestly go higher than that. Yeah. 66 is Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's in a good situation. He's going to play for a while. 67 is Javante Williams. I would take him higher than that, too. He's si- hard to start week one. Though. Yeah, right. 68, Jerry Judy. That's why I'm not taking receivers high. If I can get Jerry Judy with the 68th pick, yeah. my first five picks aren't going to be receivers. 69 is Chase Claypool. Right. <laughs> I mean, we just mentioned Deontay a minute ago. Yeah. I mean, those guys are going to be really good, productive, fancy players for a while. Uh, 70 is Robert Woods. He ain't bad. 71 is Cooper Cup. Those guys, I think, they're always right they're next always to each other. They're always right next to each other. I bet they catch more deep balls than they used to. I'll bet they do, too. Yeah. I'll bet, especially Woods. Yeah, especially Woods. Yeah. Uh, 72 is Mark Andrews. That ain't bad. Uh, I think I'd take Hawkinson over Andrews, though. 73 is Kareem Hunt. I'm not taking Kareem Hunt 73. I'm not either. I mean, I'd much rather have Montgomery or yeah. Jacobs that you recently mentioned. Because uh, 74, Hunt is RB23. 74 is Chris Carson. Now, I don't love Chris Carson. But I like him better to I like that him box on Sunday morning. Absolutely. Right. And he's 26 and Hunt's 25. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get three or four years out of both of the, either one of these guys. I'm taking the guy who's playing every day. I'm not positive. He's got a clear Hunt's, path to starting. Right, right, right. I can't start Hunt unless Chubb's out. People get too enamored by that. Like, oh, he's a top ten player if Chubb's out. Yeah, but. What if he isn't? He's not most times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think he's under contract with the Brown. Big thing in, in Dynasty is knowing pe- players' contracts. Right. I think he's a Brown for this year and next year. I believe so, And then yeah. after that, he's not worth anything. Right. So he's a backup they'll, they'll, for They'll have years. used him up. He'll be 27, and who's going to pay him? And he's going to be like James Conner floating around, yeah. and nobody's going to want him. Right. 76 is Zach Wilson. Actually, yeah. 75 is Devontae Smith. 76 is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's criminally underrated in Dynasty right now. Yeah. Everyone's super excited about Lance and Fields. All the other guys, yeah. yeah. And Wilson's not in a great situation, but he's a guaranteed starter from day one. And he was second pick in the draft. Uh, 77 is DJ Shark. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good receivers. 78 is Julio Jones. See, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, some of these guys that are deemed old, you'll gladly start Julio every time he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, that's why you can build a juggernaut for this year. 79 is Juju Smith-Schuster. I'll take the chances on that. Yeah, still 24. Right. I mean, he could be a feature receiver a year from now, too. This is nice value as well. TJ Hawkinson is number 80. Yeah. Tight end six, he's still 23 years so old. There's only really six tight ends I'm really comfortable with. Yeah. And I would take him pretty darn high. This is an 81, QB 20, is Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, like the Wentzes and Darnolds and those type of guys are – it's funny. They go ahead of Ben and Ryan and Brady. Wentz is 28, though. Yeah. He came in old. That's a good point. Yeah, and Goff hasn't been mentioned. You know, it's hard to rank this neighborhood, but you wouldn't mind having two or three of them. Yeah, people will come trading for you. You know, like the, whoever had Dak last year in Superflex, he's calling people up left and right. Oh, yeah. And I'll give you my first-round pick next year for Darnold, even though he yeah. stinks. Because I don't want Andy Dalton. He's... I don't want to start a, a, yeah. you know, a bomb. I want to start two You can't give that position away. No. When in doubt, just add a quarterback that you know is going to play. Uh, 82, Odell Beckham. He's a tough one. We talk about him a lot. He's 28 years old. Right. Yeah. Um, there just, was like a three-year stretch that he was clearly the number one dynasty receiver. It was a long time ago, a though. A long time ago. In his Giants career, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 83, Matt Ryan. I have him in a super flex league, and I'm super happy with it. 84, RB25, Miles Gaskin. Yeah. Yeah. 
But he plays. But he plays. Yeah, he plays. And You'd rather have Miles Gaskin or Kareem Hunt? Gaskin. I'd rather have Gaskin. Yeah. I may only get eight games at him, but I know in those eight games he's getting 20 touches. The Dolphins would rather have Hunt. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. 85, Tyler Lockett. Again, I mean, you could you get that guy in the eighth round. He's a great best ball player. He's a great best ball player, right. Because <laughs> yeah. his best games are huge. And a lot of these, these dynasty leagues, the rosters are like 25 to 30 people. So sometimes you have an extra starter than other teams. So yeah. you can afford some of these best ball type guys. If they hit for you, it's huge. 86 is Noah Fant. He's okay. Yeah, tight end seven. I'd take Goddard over Fant. 87 is Jalen Waddell. Those guys are intriguing. Yeah. But, I mean, it'd be nice to have Waddle for 10 years. Don't get me wrong. 88 is Debo Samuel. Yeah, and there's so many good young receivers. That's wide receiver 35. Right. 89 is uh, Tyler Boyd as wide receiver 36. He's not fading away anytime soon. Yeah. Debo anytime Samuel's soon. a little older than what you think. He's 25. He yeah, he's a little older than you think. Uh, 90 is Adam Thielen, That's who's 30. Right. If you can get him in the ninth round of your dynasty draft and – Take that old route. Yeah. You end up with Henry and Cook and Kelsey and Julio and Thielen. Like, you're winning the league probably this yeah. year. Yeah, this year. This year, and then you're in trouble. Maybe you'll be competitive next year, and then you're, you in, tr- then you're in deep trouble. Then you're in deep trouble. Because uh, then you have late picks yeah. every year. You know. 91 is James Robinson. Hmm. I don't know what to think of him. Yeah, I mean, I don't He's know super either. young, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 92, Dallas Goddard, tight end eight. Yeah, I like Goddard. 26. 93 is Kirk Cousins. He's going to start somewhere for five years. Yeah, he's 32. And his, his fantasy numbers aren't bad. 94 is Will Fuller. Like, Cousins to me is worth way more than Will Fuller in Superflex. Yeah. Uh, but Cousins is QB 22. Yeah, so it's a bargain. Yeah. Uh, 95 is Ronald Jones. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with that. That doesn't excite me at all. Yeah. Uh, 96 is Daniel Jones. You hope he starts more than one year. Yeah. I mean, you're in that neighborhood now. But, boy, you take chances in this part of the draft on Winston and Goff and guys that are starters this year and hope they can start five more years. 97 is Chase Edmonds. Not bad. 98, Michael Carter. He goes really high in rookie drafts. Yeah. I don't know that he – Like, I know he has value this year. I don't know what it's going to be next year. Because I think they'll, they'll draft a higher than him. A year ago, Tampa Bay's Keyshawn Vaughn was going in the first round of rookie yeah. drafts. Because he, oh, there's nobody in his way. But he's not that good. I mean, he's a <laughs> third or fourth round pick who's yeah. you know, not a great football player. 99 is Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm not investing in Tom Brady in a dynasty league. No. I'm just not. No. I mean, like, you even mentioned Ben. Drew Brees was going super late a year ago. You know, like Matt Ryan at least looks like a starter a couple You're going to get three or four more years out of him, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you like starting him this year. Yeah. Uh, 100 is Melvin Gordon. I don't think I'm even paying I'm not, for him. Yeah. Uh, some other – let's see who, is, who else is of interest here. Zach Moss comes in at 106. He's a guy I've been buying left and right. Yeah. Um, A.J. Dillon comes in there at, at 103. His value took a huge hit with Jones resigning. Yeah. Dylan was super valuable. Oh, absolutely. That. Yeah. You could but now he's fallen too much. He's yeah. still gonna play a lot. Right. You know? They used both backs last year right. like crazy. Right. Last two years. He's really not much different than Kareem Hunt. No. Uh see if there's any other Steelers on this I'm list. Sure ben. I'm down into the one fifties here. Uh like Gus Edwards is one fifty six. Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo is one fifty five. 
He's going to be a starter somewhere next year. Maybe. <laughs> I, don't I mean, he's like Darnold, and just having guys to play is really valuable. Though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Antonio Brown comes in at 173. Right after him is Ben Roethlisberger at 174. I, th- I mean, I think everyone looks at Ben as a one-year starter. Yeah. And he's not a terrible guy to start for fantasy. He's QB 32 on that list. Uh, QB 33 is at 177 is Drew Locke. Like I'd much rather have, uh, I'd rather have Ben for a year, maybe two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ebron, Eric Ebron comes in at 180 as uh, tight end 23. Okay. Pat Fryermuth comes in at 181 as tight end 24. Have for the rest of their careers. Pat Fryermuth. I'd rather Fryermuth. Yeah. And he's right ahead of those guys are both right ahead of OJ Howard, who comes in as tight end 25. He's 183. Yeah, as they should be. I took Fryermuth in the mid second round of a rookie draft this weekend. Not expecting anything from him this year, but. Yeah, but next year he could be the guy. RB65 at number 214 is Benny Snell. Ooh. I mean, you don't want to be shopping in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, he's right below Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> That's the <laughs> only time they're going to be yeah. in that conversation together. Right. It's funny that they're similar. Uh, Anthony McFarlane comes in at RB68, uh, 221. That's not terrible to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's, everyone writes him off. He's right ahead of Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, I mean, I'll take McFarland in that neighborhood. James Washington comes in as wide receiver 88. He could be on another team, and or Juju could be out of the way next year. Or, yeah, there's, yeah, there's not a bad spot. Yeah, uh, I think that is it for the Steelers. Let's see here. I can't imagine there are any other guys listed there. I mean, this thing goes deep. Oh, I'm sure. Deep, deep, deep. Those, I'm, those drafts take I'm down weeks. into the 300s here in rankings. Um, no, I'm not seeing no, any other what other Steelers would even be relevant. I, yeah, oh, actually, Rudolph, Mason Rudolph is on there. QB 53. I mean, I can promise you, Rudolph and Haskins are in every Superflex Dynasty league. He's number 372. You keep um, like six quarterbacks. On yeah, your QB roster. 53. I think that's too low. Right. Because I mean, he could he be a starter next year. year. Yeah, he could play this year, and he might be the starter next year. Even if even if he's only throwing for 200 yards a game, and he starts the last three games this year. You start him in Superflex. He's a starter for you. Jalen Samuels is on here as RB116 at number 384. <laughs> RB116. Yeah. That, um, that's obviously digging pretty deep. This is digging way deep. I haven't still haven't gotten the Haskins yet on here, but uh, let's see. Uh, He's in every league. People aren't cutting him yet. No. Uh, First-round draft pick, you hold on to him and right. hope. Hope he signs in the right spot. I mean, in his rookie draft two years ago, he was a first-round pick for somebody. I mean, they aren't happy with that. <laughs> Um, I'm down into the 500s now, and I don't know. Goes all the way down to 548. He's not on the list. Wow. How about that? And quarterbacks have a chance to play are valuable. 548 guys are in. number five. Number 548. Mr. Irrelevant is Tony Brooks James with Atlanta. I don't even know who that is. RB 163. Wow. 163. Wow. Yeah, most leagues aren't going that deep. Wide receiver 224 is at 545. He's less of it. It's Jartavia or Jata. I never even heard of this guy. He's a free agent. Jatarvius Whitlow. He's not even playing. He's not even a football player. He's not even on anybody's roster. No. (laughs) QB 72. Is it 537? Chad Henney. Who? Wow. Like, I don't think I'm keeping him on my roster. Tight end 89, the last of the tight ends ranked, is Josh Hill. At 532. I mean, late round tight ends are junk. (laughs) I mean, he has no chance to be fantasy relevant. No, none. Yeah, take Seven guys would have to get hurt before him to get, right. get on the field. How do you per- possibly envision <laughs> starting Josh Hill in your fantasy league? 
it's an impossibility. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yeah, there's, there's some real stuff on here. This, that's interesting. But uh, that is what a fan – if you're going to do a fantasy – Dynasty. Dynasty. You want to you want to try something different here. Yep. Give it a startup. That's what you, you got to do. Dynasty's know. a lot of fun. I love it. Look at the Superflex option on the it. The Superflex is is the best way to do it. I'm excited for this this draft coming up that isn't Superflex. I mentioned I have the fifth pick. I'm big thing I like to do in these these startups is trade down because I think I could still get probably Najee at eight and maybe get that guy's first-round pick next year. Like, I love to pick up a, a draft yeah. capital for next year's rookie draft now and move down, move down. I don't like the high picks. I'd rather just get a lot of stuff in the first couple of rounds of a startup draft. Yeah, especially if you're just starting starting new, I'd, I'll take, uh, you know, I'll, I'll trade back. Give me your second and third round pick for my first round pick, that exactly. kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do a lot of that. I mean, I just keep moving back is a big move there and just grab – three or four of those young running backs is, yeah. is my plan. Yeah, that's so, a good good way to go with it. But people uh, want to trade up and say, boy, I got McCaffrey and Zeke. Great. Great, yeah. Two years from now, you're not going to Not so great, guys. yeah. Right, right. Not so great. But uh, interesting conversation, and uh, that's going to do it for this show. So for yeah, my partner, fun. Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site, I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>